Last time on Reboots and Dragons. You've been asked to join the new City Watch. Then over the next six years, you became this elite detective unit. You see a bunch of heavily armored watchmen behind these barricades of carts as explosions from farther down the street where a bunch of gnolls are shooting bombs. It's a fucking shit show. Okay, you successfully booby trap the ballista. So the derpy one's like, I gotta do something. And he runs up to the ballista and on the load, you murder everybody. The leader is going to retreat into the building. The captain said we gotta wait for backup. We shouldn't go up into that building alone. Welcome back to Reboots and Dragons, the podcast where we take movies and fuck them up by playing D&D 5e. I am your dungeon master, Spiridon Alexopoulos. With me today I have... Cody playing Bienor. Bill playing Samson Threadwell. Nick playing uh, Cosmos Glitterbum. Adam Hinos playing Threadak Gunberg. And Nem playing Heath. All right, so where we left off, the intrepid new City Watch made up of hardened and not-so-hardened gig economy watchmen have just booby-trapped a ballista and blown up a contingent of the Scorpio Knoll gang, and the remaining survivors have uh, retreated into their keep where they have some sort of a surprise potentially waiting or not we shall see before our heroes decided to enter the keep i call it a keep but it's like just a hideout like a factory looking building one of your partners danny archuleta said that the captain told you to wait for backup but will you wait for backup are we out of initiative now versus just are we all back at that Spot, or are we back at where we were when the last episode ended? Um, no, you guys are basically all, like, kind of bivouacked, like, with, like, the watch, like, kind of, like, setting up the entry into this. Okay, because, yeah, because when we left, they were, like, in a building, and I was over dropping Yeah, you guys have all kind people. of regrouped, and you have your full health back. Okay. But before we get there, the camera's going to pull back, and we will see what your decision is, but the camera's going to pan away and it's going to follow the gnolls that survived the ballista attack as they run up the stairs screaming into an armory jam-packed floor to ceiling with like swords, grenades, spell tomes, lances, also like a huge armory, like really well designed, alphabetized. Everything's like pristine. And uh, the leader of the gnolls, he's going to remove a huge pouch of fey dust from his vest. And he's going to snort this enormous, like, just snort of fey dust. And you're going to hear from the outside this, like, chant as the gnolls all pass around this pouch of fey dust and get, like, super amped up because they know they're about to make a last stand. Is their chant, witness me? Uh, yes, it could be very well. Witness me. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, so they're saying, witness, witness, as they're passing it around. And you guys are basically stacked up on the outside. Will you wait for backup, like the captain asked, or will you go after the gnolls to clean them out? Yeah, we're going after them, right? So while we're deciding, I go, and then I just shrink back down. Okay. Oh, has it been a minute? Okay. I swear this never happened to me before. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, my inclination is to wait. Uh, I don't think uh, I'm. I'm fairy. I'm curious. I'm going. I want in there for story purposes. Meta. I believe we should storm it, <laughs> but from practical standpoint. Um, I nah. do have I do have two <laughs> bombs on me, so we can fucking go in there hard. Well, you got some alchemist fire, dudes. I think we got this, man. But what if they have just a whole room full of explosives? Then we explosives them back. I like Agreed. your spirit, being no logic. Grab that shield over there, and you can lead the way. Uh, well, see, <laughs> I technically already have my cleric shield, but I don't ever use it because, well, I can't use. 
the martial arts part of my monk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the unarmored defense. That's why I can't. Yeah. I don't believe in any of that Hong Kong fooey. Well, I, didn't learn, <laughs> I didn't learn it in Hong Kong. There's down down on the Long Beach. The inspiration point for you there. Nice. So I learned down in Long Beach. There's a mini mall there. Yeah, there's a little dojo there right next to. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, the Tai Chi place. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I learned all my monk stuff. <laughs> you're, you're just standing there with your human upper body just yep. throwing punches. Yep. <laughs> but they're like Tai Bo punches, yeah. like Billy Blanks. From inside, you hear like a single voice go, Come and get us. I think uh, Keith has the highest AC, and you have a shield too, right? Yeah, I have the high AC because of the shield. And what's your health at? You got 31? 31. I think that's the highest in the group. Hey, DM, real quick question. Sure. If Keith were to get real big, Mm -hmm. would he provide cover for us behind him? I I would say uh, half cover. If I get really big, Mm -hmm. what would the difficulty be of just smashing into the building? You know what I mean? Just like... Like no door, like make a door? Yeah. Yeah, no, like with my 18 and just kind of tear down the wall. like It's a five-story building, and yeah. it's a big doorway. I think you could just like, are you, like, what do you want to do? I want to smash up the building. Before we do that, it, though? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing oh, it. I'm okay, just, okay, I'm okay, just okay. asking yeah. what would the theoretical <laughs> It would be the same DCB. thing as like you attacking a building that's five stories tall. To what end? I don't know. All right, let me think on that. Yeah. Building owes him money. To collapse. But seriously, as a group, though, Maybe. I guess this could be meta. Who are our, the closest to our tanks? Because I do have buffs and stuff. Me. I mean, me. Yeah, the, the biggest too? guy and the smallest guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Obviously. Cool. Because I'm thinking about using Bless, which uh, yeah, you, you yeah. can bless up to three creatures, and that's like for a minute you guys get to add a D4 to any any attack or saving throw. Um, Real quick, just because it occurred to me. We've established in the past that where Torquay has fire code, oh, right? Oh, very, yes. Uh, uh, that, that, is, that is canon. We've right. talked about that at <laughs> like right. on different episodes. <laughs> right. So there would be a fire exit on the roof of this building, correct? Yes, there is. Do we, do we have access to a grappling hook? I actually do have a grappling hook. I don't know if I can use it. You also have someone who can fly. Yeah, I can fly. I can only fly. Can you- I can only hover 10 feet in the air, but I can fly as long as it's in my movement. Mm-hmm. Can you make so other you people could- fly? Fly. No, I don't have you could fly to the roof and attach the grappling hook, right? Yeah, probably. Okay, so Delta Squad will be like the storming, and we'll tell the rest of the officers to try to go through the front. We can try to go through the top, have him fly a grapple hook to the top of the building, secure it, and then we just kind of climb up it. I, I approve of this plan. Okay. But while we're strategizing, they did tell us to come get him. They wouldn't know it would come from the top. Yeah, see, I'm really but, curious of what a centaur looks like trying to climb a grappling hook. We can just tie it around you. <laughs> we'll pull you up. Just like your, your body bends in half and you just kind of hang there as they slowly pull you out to the roof. Well, uh, I kind of want to go through the front. Right, so I'm thinking, so Cosmos, you can go invisible, right? Not, Not anymore. anymore. I can do it once a day. You can say you could go invisible in. I mean, I'm pretty good at sneaking. Up. You could go through the front. Right, so I guess I'm wondering if we want to full-on charge, or if you want to try to sneak in and somehow sabotage something. Right? I can. I also have a bomb that does fucking 3d6 damage. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. We, we could, could locate sneak the room in, they're that, in, put the bombs on the floor of the roof above it, and collapse the roof on top of them. So I would okay. say... We don't know if okay. there's innocence. I mean, I don't care if there's innocence. I, I, I also think it's don't a safe, I'm pretty sure it's a, safe house for, it's a safe house for them, like a stash house kind of type of thing, so I don't think they... Maybe they, they don't have innocence, but... At the very least, I would definitely ask if you could fly us up a grapple hook, and then you could fly back down and do what you want. But I would like to sneak in. For I'm going to give you guys 20 seconds to make a decision. I say don't split the party. Yeah, don't split the party, but I think we should go up top. Up yeah. top for me. Up top it is. <laughs> All right. Fine. <laughs> okay, so I, the decision is you guys are going to fly up to the roof and attach a grappling hook and then climb up to the top? Yes. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm going to already be up there. Okay. Excellent. So. <laughs> no climb with the rest so of us. So <laughs> you are handed the rope with a grappling hook. Halfway up as you're flying, uh, you hear from the inside this like smash of glass and a bunch of gnolls shrieking. And then you're at the second floor window. The entire half of the fourth and fifth story blows out over you in a massive explosion. And you just hear like 
screaming and horrible stuff happening on the inside of the building. Um, and as you get up to the roof to attach the grappling oh, hook. Real quick, when that happens, sure. I break character and I do a high-pitched giggle. Like, <laughs> and just fucking go. <laughs> Chaos, dude. It's all about it. Awesome. So as that's happening, like raining down on the street, body parts, screaming, all that stuff. You hear running. You see some like knolls kind of like it's a massive explosion. As you get to the roof and attach the grappling hook. You see like smoke billowing from what would be the exit point from the top of the roof. Just to speed this up, I'm gonna say that you guys like successfully get up to the roof just as you see staggering out red-eyed with two crossbows, the leader, the knoll leader of the group that was like fighting you guys. And as you all get pulled up onto the roof, he kind of like backs away from you guys and he's like stuttering in fear. His eyes are like wide and he's kind of looking all over the place and he's backing up to the edge of the roof. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna immediately shoot him and then use a grip point if I hit him and knock him off the roof. Waste him. Yeah, can we unload? Uh, yeah, go for it. Um, and in a, like a slow motion, go ahead, roll to hit. Let's just see. Uh, it's 24 for me. Oh, yeah, that's uh, 14. Um, you miss, because his AC is 15. You hit, but what you notice curiously is that he's like looking beyond you guys in terror. And as you go to shoot him, he actually steps back off the roof himself and, like, commits suicide ooh, and ooh. lands. Go ahead. Uh, I would like to use my bonus action, eye for detail, and make a wisdom check to spot a hidden creature or object. Okay. Uh, go is on. this Predator 2? It is. Oh, oh nice. Okay. I have not seen that one. Uh, that's a 15. You do not see anything. What tipped you off? Honestly, it was like the looking behind you at something you couldn't see, and it's been a really long time since I've seen it, but I've seen it. You know, okay, just, sweet. All right, yeah. cool. So basically, the guy steps off the roof. He crashes on the cart below, and um, fast forward maybe 25, 30 minutes, like forensics is there. You walk down into the room that's been exploded, and all the knolls are hanging from their feet and they've been flayed. Like every single one of them. There's just like blood all over the place. There's just carnage all over the place. And so you are in the room and uh, you can, I don't know, do an investigation check, see what's going on. There are no survivors of any kind. No survivors of any kind. Uh, Can I go down and get those dudes' guns? They've been taken for evidence. Are there forensic... Watchmen there? Yes, there are. I'd like to talk to one of the watchmen. Okay. Leona is probably the best person to talk to in this instance. All right. So she looks around. She goes, they've been cut to pieces. It must be the Duragar. Definitely their style. And Danny is going to say, that guy was hung up there. He was dragged maybe 40 to 50 feet. And he kind of goes, and he's a gnome, by the way, too. So he, like, points. He goes, he was killed here. But then... Hung up there. Goes, don't know anybody that could have done that. Fly up there and see how he's like grappled or whatever. Sure, you can fly up there. I'm going to do like survival. That's just checking out blood trails and stuff and, you know, getting details on like scents and things. Sure. Anything that's weird. Nature. Uh, it's a 25. As of right now, there is no inkling of where whatever did what it did. Nearby. It's gone. It's gone. Um, can I do a, a history check to see if it looks like anything I might know in my history studies over the course of my sure. soldier career? Nine, so no. No, uh, you don't know anything. Does anyone look spare the dying enough? No, they're <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> They've been, they had all their skin removed and like... Okay, yeah. I'm just saying I, I don't know what the limits are to that... Uh, <laughs> It looks like the back room at an Elvis restaurant. I try. <laughs> oh, God, that's nice. I try anyways. I go over to someone who looks a little less dead, and I'm like, spare the dying. Spare the dying. It's not working. You gave it all you got, kid. As a forensics team in the corner begins to clear up the scene, a familiar, though angry and unwelcome, orcish face of the combative and pushy Deputy Chief Philcor Heinemann shows up. Not this asshole again. Watch your mouth, short stuff. And he, like, he basically gets you all in, like, a semicircle and starts dressing you down. He goes, 
You let me down. You're making me look bad. Can I uh, slide a hand and tie the uh, hooves together of Cody's character? (laughs) Yes, you can. Please roll. Uh, You're going to have to roll a perception. That 20. Okay, I have 15. <laughs> so, so while he's dressing you down, you're going to just completely ignore him and go oh. and try to... Yeah, okay, awesome. Don't stop. Stop that. A poof of glitter goes up, and I just go and sit on your back. Get that glitter away from me. The last time I lost a girlfriend because she thought I was going to the strip clubs because you keep giving this glitter all over me. Enough of the grab-assing. You make me look bad. I thought we had an understanding. You were told this was a federal matter, yet you disobeyed my order to stay out of the building. This is going on your record. Believe you me, the mayor will hear about it. As he's screaming at you, you hear like a loud whirring sound and an unmarked sleek looking dirigible slowly descends from the sky near the scene of the carnage. Out jump a team of muscular gnomes all wearing like khaki pants and like blue nondescript bomber jackets, each equipped with crystalline glasses with dark lenses. They slowly fan out from the dirigible, scanning the rooftops with their eyes, and at their head, a human with wispy blonde hair, an oversized mouth with enormous teeth, and a crazed look in his eyes begins barking orders. That is played by one Gary Busey. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, is this Gary Busey known? Uh, no, he's a human. Oh, he'll Yeah, he's just directing the... <laughs> his gnome... Uh, Contingent. Uh, yeah. Is it like a bunch of gnomes in a Gary Busey costume? That <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> that would be terrifying. With one gnome that has an enormous human-sized head, yeah. that is Gary Busey. He go, and then you hear him barking orders. He goes, get in there! Get to the rooftops! Uh, Heinemann turns to you. He goes, I'm going to have your asses. Insubordination, disregard for direct orders from a supervising officer. Now get back to your cage at headquarters. Um, And then... To Heinemann. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, as he's saying that, um, it's important to know that Groomth lets everything happen for a reason. It's all a learning experience, and we go from one level to another. Don't bark any of that orcish grandmother mumbo-jumbo at me. Get your ass back to the cage. I'm just saying. Uh, Chief, Chief, um, but uh, we didn't do anything. We, we did try to enter the building, but it, the floors blew out. It wasn't us. You disobeyed a direct order. They're just a bunch of worthless gnolls. Why'd we have to wait for some fancy backup? There's a chain of command here, old timer. I don't expect you to understand. This isn't the prehistoric watch of your youth. Whatever you say. And scene. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you guys are heading back to the precinct. So as if to mirror the chaos of the streets... The precinct itself is on the brink. Half-crazed orcs on fey dust kick and scream as they resist arrest. A gnomish prostitute beckons to you as you walk by, blowing a kiss. <laughs> Suspects are manhandled by the all-too-violent prone watchmen. Barricades have been built outside. The positions of the precinct have been fortified as if expecting an all-out conflict. The heat is oppressive. Everything has a sheen of perspiration and the smell of smoke body odor, and bodily fluids. As you push through the crowd, the same staccato voice you heard across the scry stones and scry pools can be heard reporting to the masses of Torque. In a murderous battle, five members of the Scorpio Null drug gang were ambushed by their bloody rivals, the Sons of Latiger, who escaped without a trace. Ha! Again, making total fools of the Torque City Watch. As you walk by the department, you see a tall, rakish-looking elf dressed in a garish three-piece suit, mimicking a golf swing and speaking to a pretty-looking officer. (laughs) And all you gotta do is tee it high and let it fly. Oh, dead, solid, perfect. Now remember, for distance, you gotta gently but firmly grip the club. He tries to get your attention, but Captain B. Pilgrim beckons you into his office. As we're walking by, Samson answers the tall, rakish-looking elf. It's all in the hips, eh, pointy ears? And he goes, oh. detective, detective, let me talk to you for a second. And as he as he's like waving at you guys, basically like you completely ignore blow him. Off, yeah, yeah, you blow him off. And uh, Captain B. Pilgrim beckons you into his office. What the hell do you guys think you're doing out there? Don't you remember? I'm a by-the-book kind of bloke. Heinemann's already been up my ass so far, I won't be able to sit down for a week. We're not winning this war as much as it'll piss you off. You have to play the game. 
Uh, he picks up a communique off his desk. Effective immediately, a federal task force under one special agent, Patronymus Peter Keys, will investigate criminal activities involving the trafficking of controlled substances, and you will extend him your full cooperation. Yes, sir. Whatever you say, I just don't understand why these fancy suits from the government have to come down to deal with problems on the street. They don't know these gangs. We do. Well, you're right about that, but unfortunately, my hands are tied. My toes are tied. My shoelaces are tied. And he winks at you, Cosmos. Everything's tied up. I don't know what to do, guys. I don't got much other than this communique. And unfortunately, Heinemann's been so far up my ass, I can feel his dick on the back of my teeth. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's, That's pretty damn far. <laughs> actually a line for the movie? No. I <laughs> It seems like an excessive metaphor. I think we understand. He's so far on my... Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I I should probably just... What, what's that called when you kill a metaphor? Oh, forget it. I think it's a mockingbird. Uh, is it a mockingbird? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just saying we were with you in the beginning for the first metaphor. There is no need to further clarify and get more penile. Listen, listen there's few joys to a, a captain of the City Watch than making metaphors... So anyway, and as he uh, and you guys are like chopping it up, you see a knock at the door and uh, Special Agent Patronymus Peter Keys walks in uh, and he casts a look around the room with a haughty gaze and he looks at each one of you and he goes, heard a lot about you. I'm sorry for this jurisdictional intrusion. Don't mean to be stepping on your toes, but we want to prevent King Willie's Duragar gangs from taking over the entire West Coast. I wish I could tell you more. But we have a large number of deep-covered operatives involved. You know how it is. We all have a job to do. Now, I'm sure that we can respect each other's situation and act responsibly. And by the way, he's part of the Magical Drug Enforcement Agency, also pronounced Medea. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. (laughs) So we're already getting Tyler Perry into this uh, universe? Uh, Sure. Oh, no, I hope not. (laughs) But I thought that would be funny. Oh, dude, next Halloween is Boo a Medea Christmas, just so you know. (laughs) Uh, Samson would like to ask... uh... Oh, Peter. I fucked that up. But, no, what's the boo? I like Boo Medea Christmas. I like Boo Medea Christmas. That's the year before Medea. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the unprodused sequel. Yeah. Um, oh, it'll be out soon. Tyler Perry's all about that shit. Yeah, no, Samson would like to ask uh, Peter Keys, and for the listeners at home, every time you say Peter, you have to throw up scare quotes. Yeah. I saw that you gnomish chaps had a particular set of headwear going on. What's that all about? That's for picking up trails of drugs. <laughs> I would like to use my ear for deceit. Okay. Uh, develop a talent for picking out lies whenever I make a wisdom insight check to determine whether a creature is lying. Mm-hmm. I get a adva- or like a bull bonus on okay. it. Uh, plus nine is 17. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's totally full of shit. You know something's going on, but He's also a tight-lipped motherfucker, and mm-hmm. it's hard to get anything out of him because he is Gary Busey. And he just looks at you with his crazy eyes, and he right. goes, There's nothing to see here, gnome. Anyway, I could get a set of those x-ray specs there, agent. Does it say Medea on your badge? I suppose it does not, sir. Then the answer is no, and he's just going to like curtly nod at you guys and walk out of the room. You guys are in the precinct. You can chop it up. You know that you have two reliable resources and Leona and uh, Danny, but you gotta you can chop it up at the uh, precinct right now. I'm going to go play with the uh, cat that just hangs out in the office. Okay. What's the cat's name? Whiskers. Okay. <laughs> Whiskers is sunning himself above the evidence locker. Oh. Yeah. Sweet. So Pilgrim just told us basically that we got to back the fuck off and we can't do anything, right? So are we still in the room with the captain? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you can be or you can like walk out into your office where you have like a team office with Leona and Danny. Okay. So I'm going to just go to the captain like, so uh, yeah. So are we supposed to investigate or not? I don't know. I'm a buy the books kind of guy. You know me. I'm not going to tell you to investigate. You got to follow what the Medea is doing, and we have this communique, so my hands are tied. Samson would like to head over to the evidence locker to see if any of the impounded weapons from that weapon room have been processed in there yet. What do you think I'm already doing? <laughs> so You're hanging out with whiskers, man. 
as you, the evidence locker. <laughs> as you, do you guys all want to head over to like, let's just say that the evidence locker is near your office, just for the sake of argument. Do you guys all want to head over there? We can we can split up and do different things in the office because it's not a big deal. I wanted to go talk to Danny Boy. Sure. Okay. Um, and Keith is going to go to the, the, the precinct gym and, and pump some weights. As you guys all walk by, that elf is still trying to get your attention. So the elf that tried to stop you again walks up and tries to get your attention, but Leona steps in the way. And to the guys who are going to the locker room, she goes, guys, I have to talk to you. All right. What you got to say, hot lips? I'm easily distracted. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at both of you guys, and because this actually happens in the movies, she's going to grab you by the balls. And she's going to... Ah, Jason got to buy me dinner first. <laughs> and she's going to squeeze really hard. And she's going to say something. She goes, so Danny and Danny and Leona are in the room. And uh, Danny's like, so maybe King Willie's bringing in some outside talent. All I know is five scorpions walk into a building. Next minute, they're all shish kebabs. And then um, he's like looking around at you guys. And he points to the guy, the elf, who's like been trying to get your attention. He goes, you see that guy back there? He goes, that's Jareth, Jerry Lambert. The Lone Ranger from the Rampart Station, he's new to the team. We should probably bring him in on this. Jerry Lambert, played by one Bill Paxton, actually. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Nice. R.I.P. Bill. He walks in. He goes, oh, uh, what's going on? And then uh, there's like a weird interaction that he has with Leona. She actually grabs his balls in the movie. And then he's like, Wait, how many people's balls does she grab in the well, movie? Um, We're going to HR with this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck it, yeah. I thought I was your best gal. She's just grabbing everyone's balls <laughs> and saying the same thing and squeezing them and hurting you. Okay, uh, so... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Forget all the ball, Greg. <laughs> no, no, no. It's no, in there. It's, in it's there. not something you forget. No. Uh, so she wanted to talk to us. Uh, yeah, well, she's... Just how she does it. Just, she just grabs balls. Jerry. That's how she says hi. She, she, Look, she, it's a man's world. you got to learn how to get their attention. <laughs> she picked that up along the way. Anyway, so basically, this is like the end of the scene. The suggestion is that this is King Willie's doing, that the Durgar are like upping the ante on the street war and that they basically are taking out the competition. Okay, so now into this next act. Now let your mind slip away. Across the night sky of Torque, high up in the spires of the affluent and wealthy. High up in those clouds, above a city, a decadent and depraved and fey dust-fueled sexual encounters taking place. With guttural sounds and squeals that would make the most hardened braves of the orcish war tribes weaken their knees, an orcish woman and a knoll go about their carnal pleasures tooth and nail. Literally. Oh, my. So red tooth and nail. Yeah. Consumed with their ecstasy, they do not hear the doors creak open, nor see the many heavily armed Duragar enter the room. It isn't until the orc woman is subdued and the male knoll is hanging upside down from the rafters, begging for his life, that the leader amongst the Duragar speaks. The knoll says, Hey, hey, guys. Uh, I, I know you're trying to scare me, huh? Well, you did a pretty good job, man. I'm scared now. You you can stop it. I can pay you, man. Two million gold pieces, cash. You can have it now. Right now. The Durgar walks up to the knoll, and he says, This is not about money. This is about power. There's a new king in the streets. This is a message he has for your people. You are history. Fucking history, goddamn mongrel. He pulls out a long ceremonial knife, and the knoll goes... What the fuck are you doing, man? You're crazy! King Willie says, Not only do I have to kill you, but I have to take your soul. Magic. Dark magic. Fucking magic. Ha! And he smiles. And he looks at the knoll and he says, But you know what? I'll tell you what I believe. Shit happens. And he stabs the knoll right in his chest. And as he drives the ceremonial knife into the knoll's chest, a flurry of activity, a bright burst of light evaporates one of the Duragar, the others scream and rush an unknown foe, and all fades to black. Act five. <laughs> the call comes in, and soon you guys ride the watch cars to the spire, which is a very tall building of affluence in mm -hmm. Wertorque. In which there might be a dead knoll and... 
shit like that. Exactly. A gruesome sight meets your eyes. Ten Duragar, strung up and flayed, are hanging from the rafters, their sinew and bone exposed to the elements and the carrion birds that have flown through the destroyed windows. As you look around, the smell of death pervades everything. The forensics team is there, and you guys are investigating. Oh, for Christ's sake, I'll never understand these young people and their fancy fads. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to do like a tracking survival kind of thing to see. I mean, it all looks like similar to what we saw in the safe house, right? Sure like, does. Okay. So I'm trying to make a connection to whatever the fuck. Okay. Uh, 16. Okay. As you're investigating, you look up into the rafters and you see what looks like either a large arrowhead or a spear tip embedded into the wood of the rafters. All right, go to grab it. Uh, it's high up. It's like 30 feet up. Into if the only air. we had someone who could fly. I, I, I'm going to go, uh, Cosmos, there's an arrowhead up, up in the ceiling. Can you bring it down for me? Yes. <laughs> So as you fly up, it's like this triple-pronged, barbed-looking spearhead. And when you get closer, it's actually pretty big. It's like the size, Cosmo, it's probably be like the size of your fist. And it's made of this like dark metal that looks pretty foreign. And the make of it, it's like unlike any sort of spearhead that you've ever seen. I am a fae and a tinker mm-hmm. and stuff. Can I kind of see if I can have like a history check? You could that? do an arcana check on it. Are you near me? I mean... Did I pull it out successfully? It's in the wall still. You haven't attempted to pull it out. Because I have a, a cantrip that would just allow you to, it helps, it's like a 1d4 added to your. Yeah, that's cool. I want to check it out before I just pull this fucking thing out. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm just saying I can just touch you and you have a plus 1d4 to your ability check. Sure, touch me. Okay. <laughs> touch you have Where are you going to touch him? Huh? Where do you touch him? On the wing? No, no. you do not. That's the wrong answer. You gotta That's grab him by the balls. Yeah, I grab him by the <laughs> But I feel like my finger Listen would here. be the size of like. His name is Glitter Bottom for a reason. Just carefully. Got those Glitter Bottom jeans. Uh, gently pinch it. He blesses his balls. <laughs> God damn it. All right, sure. Uh, and then I get a plus what? D4. Four. On the roll itself? It's guidance. So I'm like, hey, little buddy. Uh, yeah, you can get this. Um, yeah, I, I believe in you. Yes, one d four added. Twenty, not natural. Okay, it's a flash of twenty. Flash of twenty. Damn it! Nice. Um, <laughs> it's a thing. So you, you, it's unlike any metallurgy, and you're familiar because you're a tinkerer, right? Yeah, it's I, unlike. I can make my own weapons and shit like that. Yeah, so. it's unlike any metallurgy you've ever seen. You do know that there is a really well-regarded alchemist at the watch who might be able to give you more information, but like you you just know that it's something that you've never seen before, and it's quite curious. And uh, you hear Danny say, as like you pull it down and bring it to you, he goes, man, I learned a lot when I worked undercover for the halfling syndicate job I did a while back. Those bastards were terrified of Willie, but I remember this fucker's face, Ragnar Vagars, the Wormrock King, uh, and he points to the knoll that's been strung up. He's like, I recognize this fucker from anywhere. He goes... He was the biggest operator in East WT. Goes 100 keys a week, man. He's not skinned, though. I wonder why. So all the other Duragar, like, they were skinned, except for that the knoll that they had strung up and stabbed. He goes, the other guys, they're definitely King Willie's boys. This was a Latiger ritual, for sure. And if you remember, Latiger was like the ancient god that, they're like the thralls of this ancient Duragar god. He goes, it's ancient magic, really dark stuff. I've seen it before. Man, they took his fucking heart out, man. Terror tactics, you know, to scare the shit out of their enemies. King Willie, he's a Lodigar priest, and the other WT dwarf posses, man, they don't move unless he gives them the say-so. He goes, man, he ran the terror gangs for Horgar Thangard in the Underdark. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Till he got too powerful. This is actual stuff, but I just changed the names. The other Durger chiefs won't make a move without his approval. He's like, I don't know what this is, but it's bad, guys. It's real bad. So we kind of know where we need to go, right? We got to go find out this dude, right? Fucking King Willie. Oh, man. Well, okay. back to Al. Fuck. No, no, we yeah. got <laughs> to go. I think we should like take the metal thing to the alchemist. Yeah. And check it out. Well, guys, um, as long as we persevere and endure, we can get anything we want. <laughs> Um, and just as you say that, you hear like a whimpering from like behind a pillar in the building. 
Hey, did anybody hear that? It sounded like a whimpering somewhere in the building. I'm going to go and uh, investigate that. You see that orcish woman that was enthralled in her sexual escapades with the knoll? Her eyes are like bloodshot. Like she's catatonic. She's in in shock. Um, And she's muttering under her breath. Uh, Her eyes are bloodshot and wide, and she's covered with blood, but none of it's hers. Yeah, that's what you see. I'm going to ask her, like, what? What did you see? What happened here? She's speaking Orcish, and she keeps on saying the same thing. Can you speak Orcish? I can speak human or common, Elvish, Orcish, and Celestial. Wow. Anybody else can speak Orcish? Half Orc, yes. Yeah, okay. I, I picked it up for him. So she keeps on saying, the Dark One came for them uh, in Orcish. She goes, the Dark One came for them. The Dark One came for them. And Danny looks around to you guys. He goes, looks like we got a new player in town. And yeah. Can I ask her further questions? You can try. Okay. Yeah. You want me to roll, or should I just try to talk try to, to ask her? Who is who is this dark one? Is he a Durgar or no? She just keeps on saying the dark one. The dark one came for them. The dark one. I'm gonna like. Is it one of them dirty drow? None of that drop talk. Danny, Danny kind of looks over at you and he gives you a nod. He's like, he's like, I never thought about the drow. They are dirty, dark bastards. I'm just going to say, like, uh, get a hold of yourself. We need to find out who this is. Tell us what you know. I'm saying this in Orcish. Yeah, and she just keeps on saying the dark one came for them. She's a couple eggs short of an omelet. <laughs> Danny, I think we need to take her in, you know, get her situated. She's in shock right now. We need to interrogate her later, but make her feel at home. Get her the help she needs. As Samson starts motioning wildly, you know, like making it look like she's crazy. Pantomiming. <laughs> Gnomes are mean. <laughs> this one is, yeah. He's from a different time. Yeah, that's Remember true. Rufus you could say that kind of stuff back in his day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 20 years ago on the watch. Sweet. Okay. So as you guys are like trying to talk to the orc, the doors blow open and like carrying torches, the gnomish Medea agents... Uh, followed closely behind by Patronimus Peter Keys, like run in, they go, you fucking bastards, he says. This is a restricted area. I want to clear it immediately. You're walking on physical evidence. You got a big nose and you're sticking it too far in my business. Maybe you can hear this. The next time you cross me, you're going to turn up missing. Well, shit, sir. We're just a meat wagon. We show up afterwards to clean it up. We're glorified fucking janitors. I don't know how we're getting in your way. You are a thorn in my side, short stuff. If the five of you fucks don't leave right now, there are going to be consequences. Uh, I have one problem with that. I actually I have a package for you. Um, you <laughs> I believe you ordered something <laughs> off of uh, Sahara. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm sorry I have to deliver that. To you. So you hand him the package yeah. and he literally drop kicks it right out the window. Fuck your package, horse man. Get the fuck out of here. Well, can you make sure to just give me five stars? Thanks. That was actually your... That was actually your package, I think. Sorry, I'll be quiet. <laughs> uh, so, like, are they, like, did all the people glasses and shit show up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want a pair of those glasses. Go for it. Cool. Um, is there any, like, equipment laying around, or? No, they're wearing the glasses. Oh. <laughs> Along those same lines, uh, Samson would like to try to talk to one of those gnomes. Okay. In gnomish. Okay. Be like, What's the deal with your boss? The gnome looks at you and he goes, we're here on government business. I'm sure you are. I'm also a bit of a civil servant, you see. Yeah, you guys seem real civil and he kind of like spits at your feet. I'll remember that, Sonny. Uh, by the way, I have to look up what this character's name is, but there is like um, like kind of like the leader of the, the peons. Mm-hmm. So we can just say that that was him. The hierarchy of people who are insignificant. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, sleight of hand off their face was uh, out of the question, right? I mean, you can try. <laughs> What's the DC? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I mean, we we've known each other now for six years. Is this something that is important enough to you that you would want some help with? Yeah, dude, I'm tricky. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, I, I tried to, I tried to, I tried to tie your hooves together while no. we're getting chewed out. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm just saying more like if it's like I can help you with some shit if you. I mean, if we go... get a pair of those goggles, I could probably make us. I was goggles. gonna say, uh, say along those lines, can we or 
can any of us or Samson or Cosmos do any kind of a, an intelligence or arcana check on it? The glasses Please. to see if we... By all means. Uh, well, I don't really have like any of that business, but... You just want to steal them? Well, I want to steal <laughs> uh, them because I know I'll they try. do something. I'll try. They're, they're, they're infrared, probably. Well, we, we know, don't that. know that, though. They're being careful. I know, but they're probably... That's what they are. Yeah. Well... Do you mean magic? Magic red? lenses. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. Yeah. From magic. See magic drugs. Uh, yeah, no, that's Are you going to touch it. me and give me power? I'll touch you. Yeah. Sweet. Reach out. So, so we're going to roll the dice. You're going to try to slide a hand off one of their faces? Yeah, while, while he's talking, I just kind of want to... Okay. Sweet. You can be invisible because it's the next day, technically. I mean, so you have that, advantage. I love how the character of Nick that we know is a person. Hold on, you're going to blow your Always invisibility that quick? kind of tricky things, and I love it. <laughs> like all your characters. Oh, dude, yeah. It's fun. It's awesome. You're going you're gonna to blow your invisibility on this? It's the next day, sure. Oh, for not? sure, okay. on a social interaction. Let's see. Do oh, that. yeah, we had a short rest or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, the next day would be long rest. Yeah, yeah I need a long rest in At order least for the short rest. All right, so uh, I'm just kind of like, why he's like talking to him, just kind of like hopping around doing fairy business and just being weird. Oh, okay. So <laughs> to, to glitter to, on all the evidence. <laughs> oh, yeah, just glitter everywhere. Based on the fact that we've been squad mates for six years, mm-hmm. would it be fair to say that Samson could pick up that he's trying to steal yeah. these glasses? Yeah, yeah I'd say. Yeah, right. well, come on. You see something like that. So I need to know after, that. Guy. Oh, after I know that after he spits at <laughs> the crown in front of me, mm-hmm. uh, fuck it. Samson's going to backhand him awesome. to try okay. and knock the glasses off. Okay, so so let's just say you're creating like a distraction. Yeah. And it's going to be like one of those classic 1980s kind of like, you son of a bitch kind of like yeah. a, a, a wrestle scuffle. tussle. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. gnome fight. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Hashtag gnome fight. Okay, just for the sake of the argument, roll to hit this gnome. Oh, no. Uh, uh, 24. Okay, yeah, you slapped the fuck out of him. <laughs> I would say, I, 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 you know what? I imagine, for some reason, I just imagine that you're like a Humphrey Bogart kind of yeah. gnome. And I, I just imagine you like, maybe, correct me if I'm wrong. I imagine you smile, take a pull of your cigarette, and give like a 1930s backhand, front hand, like you would a dame kind yeah. of a thing. <laughs> so, so like from the back when the that cam- was okay. Yeah. From, the, <laughs> from the, the camera shop behind him, he'd yeah. go. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, it was yeah, okay. slap, slap. <laughs> Meanwhile, let's say he knocks up the glasses, which gives you advantage on the attempt to steal. All right, all right. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. I'll take the 19 plus 6. So yes. 25. So in the scuffle and like everyone's like, break it up. And then, you know, Peter Keys is like, get them the fuck out of here, whatever. Like in that tussle, you guys are escorted out of the building while they do their Medea business. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, so and you, I did, did I not go invisible though? Let's just say that for the sake of the argument, you just successfully plucked it. Off the head in the scuffle. Like, you might have, like, gotten in and, like, maybe grabbed Samson, been like, no, it's not worth it or whatever, but, like, you know, give him a wink and a nod and, like, sleight of hand. And so in your inventory now, you have glasses of unknown make and origin. <laughs> really quick, Cody, you should get the, like, the Zelda sound when you get an item. Oh, I have it right here. <laughs> I love that. Perfect. You yeah cool so <laughs> sweet uh, so now we totally need to go see that fucking weird ass dude right mm-hmm. yeah yeah no we gotta totally go see that guy actually uh I, I have a package for him yeah. the alchemist uh, sweet as soon as we're out of everyone's view I fucking put on the glasses and see what they do dude what are they doing um so when you put on the glasses uh, everything like you can see creatures auras. Essentially, they're heat signatures, but let's just say for the sake of the argument, it's magical infrared auras, so you can, like, see their auras, and, and uh, like, as you look at everybody, you can see, like, you know, their heart beating and things like that. So you have now a magical aura-sensing set of glasses. I hope my energy is blue. I'm pretty sure that I have a oh, goddamn fucking owl fish tank. Every, every time I come out. Like, Take two. Yeah. All right. I'm Batman. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. Where's Rachel? I think I only have one voice, guys. I'm sorry. It's fine. All right. So uh, I think I have. Uh, God damn it. No, that's fine. That's good. Go Magical sensing aura glasses. You guys uh, take the spearhead back to 
the alchemist. So you guys like go down into the dungeon, the converted dungeon, and there's like a tiny shriveled old woman who is like sitting in front of like beakers and test tubes. And there's like a cage with a Phoenix inside of it. And, you know, like just, just, it looks like a, a mad scientist lab. And, um, she has like 15 lens glasses on and she's got microscopes and she's, she's just looking over evidence and yeah. So walk up. Mm-hmm. What's cooking? Good looking. And she looks right at you. She goes, ha, ha, and she slaps you on the back. She goes, the last time someone called me good looking, my tits weren't touching the floor. <laughs> Swing low, sweet cherry. So I'm going to just tell her, like, uh, we found this in the building we were just at. There was a, a large murder uh, scene. Uh, I need you to investigate this. And I give her the metal spear thing. I'm not sure that you had both of those. <laughs> Well, you were, you were carrying it? I, like, yeah, dude. Bigger than you? Okay. No, of right. course. Yeah, no, you can have it all. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Pain in my fucking ass. Um, so she holds in her hand. She goes, it almost has no weight. Wait, why did she become Russian all of a sudden? <laughs> um, oh, she, whatever, fuck Just it. She's it. Russian. It almost has no weight. And then she, like, she takes like a piece of lead and she just like runs the tip over the lead and it just like splits it right in half. She goes, but it cuts like steel. She goes, let me do an analysis. And she like takes down all the lenses and like kind of hones them in. And you like basically can see the molecular composition of it. She goes, astounding. It doesn't match anything I've ever seen before of the known elements. So earth, wind, fire. (laughs) Water and heart. I don't know any elements. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I kind of want to use this as a weapon. You, I mean, in theory, you could. It's an arrowhead. Yeah, and I'm I a ranger. I suppose you throw it at someone really hard. I'm a ranger, though. Mm-hmm. So I you could attack. fashion an arrow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Do you want to fashion an arrow? Yeah. Excellent. Have it as like a... Okay. I think you should probably have the glasses as well, just because you can uh, do fairy fire and we all would... No, what's up? From a distance? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, All right. So let's say now you have only one arrow. Okay. Can we not show her the glasses too and see if she can reproduce four additional pairs of them? Oh, yeah. That's, that's actually good. not a bad idea. That's where I thought we were going. Yeah. Um, or if Cosmos could. I could probably tinker something up if we have the stuff for it. I would have you to roll for that. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, just take a 20, oh, take duh. a day. I think we should give it... First, I think we should have DM ever, <laughs> <laughs> We should probably just have her do it for us, you know, so we don't have to waste... Or we can even she cut looks the time really professional. Help too. Yeah. yeah, okay. I just wanted to give you both a little bit of guidance. Something my dad told me back in the day is like, if you just persevere, if you work hard enough, it doesn't matter how long it takes, you can do that. And so you both have a plus four to your... I've been meaning role. to ask you this for a while, but was your dad the horse or the man? That's, dude, like, that's not how it works. That happened, like, thousands of years ago, all right? We're from a whole race that have already combined. Horse fuckers. Do you mean, like, a race where horses, or humans were riding horses around the track, or? No, those those are stupid, man. I could beat any of them. (laughs) Horses are stupid? No, no, those races are stupid. (laughs) Races? Races. Seems like that would be a good way to make some extra cash there. I mean, what do you think it was last Saturday? <laughs> Fair. Remind so me next you... time, and and she hands you, she like flips you a gold coin. She goes, she goes. Remind me next time. Put, uh, I want you to win the triple crown. And he goes, I'll put, I'll put some money down on you. <laughs> well, I give the money back. I like so the the way the the way the betting works on there, like. Technically, I can't bet on myself because, you know, there's regulations with the mafia have been trying to influence the races. You know what I mean? Like, you would have to actually... <sighs> I hear a lot of centaurs got banned out of the Hall of Fame for betting on themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't like to bring that up. <laughs> All right, so can we make these? Can we try to? Um, you're going to have to roll real high. Okay. Do I get a plus four as well, right? Yeah, go yep. for it. If he rolls bad, can we get, what? like, shitty versions of them? Sure. Okay. Oh. Not a two. Hold on, let me let me throw this D four at it too. <laughs> six six. 
You guys all have super cool sunglasses now. <laughs> but which, does the one pair still work? Yes, only the one. Okay. Samson immediately posts out the cool sunglasses. Are there any stats on the Arrowhead that I, uh, I have to, to know think about. about it? You'll think about yeah. it. Okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do we back. get any charisma bonus for the cool sunglasses? Yes. Oh wait, wait! I do have an inspiration. Let me run. Uh, oh, run that back. Yeah. yeah there yeah. you go. No. Uh, six. <laughs> Plus four. Ten. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's say, yes, I will say that these sunglasses now give everybody plus one charisma. Oh, that I will take it. Nice. Plus one modifier or just the actual stat point? Uh, modifier. Yeah. Modifier. Oh, Fuck wow. yeah. I'll wait to, to modifier. You forgot. Yeah, because really yeah, cool I'm a. Back I'm, to zero. I'm a, <laughs> let's go. I'm a bard with a plus two charisma, so I kind of. Plus three? No. Yeah, every, everybody remember to add cool sunglasses to. Yeah, you're in the now. Yeah. Oh, these sunglasses are stylish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a that, stroke. I want that <laughs> to be that, yeah. my text message. Song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anytime someone gives me a text message, wow, these sunglasses are stylish. No, just just stylish. 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 Cool. All right. Next time on Reboots and Dragons, we're going to see if these sunglasses are going to catch the monster. Stay tuned. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Reboots and Dragons. Please come back next week where we'll continue rebooting this movie playing in Dungeons and Dragons. Also, be sure to check out SpiroSketches.com or BrassCityGames.com or any of the other things that we have said, including Brian, who does the music. Reboots and Dragons, a Something Street Studio production.